Okay, so here we are at the SRO Esports Sim Pro Series Round 2 at Paul Ricard and I'm joined by our superstar driver, Leon Hopper. How are you doing, man? I'm doing fine. Looking forward to the race. Um, till now, nervosity is pretty much not existing. <laughs> <laughs> Just hoping to chill till I'm ready to drive. Yeah, it's a different vibe here. I feel like Monza was absolutely... Like frenetic, there was just stuff happening everywhere, it was chaos, yeah. it was very, very busy. We were running from interview to interview to you know, practice sessions, setup sessions, it was very intense. Uh, we've got a bit of time today, so you know, your, your free practice isn't for another couple of hours, and then the, the race is late. So, the Paul Ricard yeah. GT3 race is six till uh, midnight, um, and our race starts halfway through that period. Yeah. So, you've got a bit of time to prepare yeah. mentally, yeah. My mental preparation is going to be looking at the cars driving by on the track. <laughs> nice. Because there's nothing more relaxing than hearing the sound of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is beautiful. And it's nice being here at Paul Ricard. Just as we drove up, just seeing those like iconic kind of like blue and red stripes. Yeah. Felt yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I need to say it looks actually pretty good. I didn't expect it. The track looks actually pretty good in real life. Yeah. I really like it actually. Also from the looks though. I was the same. I don't know why I've always felt Paul Ricard to me always felt like it from the aerial shots you think it's like in the middle of nowhere yeah. and it's just like a bit dusty around yeah. it. There's an airfield, a bit yeah. like industrial. But actually the drive up here was beautiful. It was yeah. like driving through the scene depicted on the label of a bottle of olive oil. It yeah. was it was and stunning. Walking also down the uh, here in the middle of the paddock it looks just very nice, as you said, like when watching in the past Formula One and camera view from the helicopter, it yeah. seemed always really dull. Yeah. It isn't like that at all. No. It's just really good looking. Yeah, it is great. And uh, how are you feeling about the race? It's later on. We came 15th last time, so we managed to score a point. But Paul Ricard is your self-professed favorite track. Yes, it's my favorite track when it comes driving-wise. Um, and I, uh, it depends pretty much how I'm going to feel with the setup, with mm. the rig, if I can get the at least similar feeling like what I got at home. Then I personally say I have, as long as I get that feeling the same, I say I have the pace for top five. Top five. Yes. Okay, you heard it. First top that, five is a big That's where thing. I'm aiming for. I like it. Why not? you got to aim for the top. Brilliant. Okay, well... Uh, good luck, we'll come back to you after the race, yes. see how you got on and uh, throughout the day we'll be speaking to various people in and around the paddock, getting some interviews and trying to give you a sense of what it's like being in the eSports paddock at the SRO events. Looking forward. We're here with the Sim Sundays podcast at Circuit Paul Ricard and I'm with Rafa of Rafa Racing Club, sponsor of the Grid Finder Sim Racing Team and, excitingly, had just qualified P3 in the McLaren Trophy here at Paul Ricard for round one. How was that? It was awesome. It was my first official big series race. Uh, the track is incredible. I started feeling comfortable. There was a little bit of traffic initially, uh, but once I got some open road, I had a pretty quick car behind me that I knew was, or had been quicker than me during the practice. So all I did was fight, make sure that he didn't build, you know, get closer to me. And uh, I just kept pushing. And my last lap actually uh, was my fastest lap. And then the second to last lap, or actually the absolute last lap, uh, I was fastest so far through every segment and then the car went lit mode, something happened with the sensor. So hopefully, you know, that's a good sign for a better race even that I can actually fight right. for a P1 position. Yeah, that's uh, you know, nuts. So yeah, really excited. It's, it's, it's pretty intense and yeah, I'm happy with the result. <laughs> Fair, right? So you were saying earlier, this is like your first professional qualifying. So you're about to have your first, what you class your first professional race. Yep. 
and you're P3 and you think you're out of position. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. I feel, I feel like it was. I mean, I was 0.2 away from P2, I think it was. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was much faster than P2, than 0.2 seconds than, you know, my, my first lap. So uh, hopefully, you know, we can put it together during the race and, and you know, at least yeah, make yeah. it for, for fun racing. You know, it makes the top two or three spots at least to fight for. Uh, and that's really all I wanted. So. Now, I imagine most people who are doing their first ever professional race and first ever professional qualifying session, there must be a part for most people of like, okay, it's my first one. I just want to bring it home, gain the experience. So I know what I'm doing for next time, but it doesn't feel like that's the case here. It's no, like, absolutely not. No, I've, I've, had a, I've had a lot of seat time. You know, I've only been driving for, for two years in total, uh, but in those two years, I've done a lot of seat time, a lot of coaching, a lot of tape watching, a lot of, you know, studying of, of, of the mechanics of the car and the balance. So I feel like, you know, I've been driving probably longer than I really have. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, being the first one, in my head, I still want to be conscious of, you know, we have a long season ahead, you know, I have a teammate that needs to get in the seat after me and stuff like that. Mm. So at the end of the day, got to bring it home. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm, we're fighting for points and we're fighting for position. So, Love you know, it. I'm not here just to have a good time. I'm here to actually compete and, and try yeah, to win. So. Damn straight. And I feel like the Rafa Race Club concept is kind of like the perfect environment for you to be able to come to your first ever race and compete for a win because you obviously the, the whole point of the club is that you can go and do the track days you can get performance coaching you're yep. going to have the sim rigs there yep. it's kind of the perfect place to to learn so that when you turn up to your first race you don't have to like tiptoe in. yeah exactly and that's kind of what we consider ourselves now we're we're a big community a big family but what I, what I want to be known is, you know, a, a household name that people consider when they want to learn to drive. Mm -hmm. When, you know, the people look at us and we're farming gentlemen drivers, we're farming young, you know, young drivers or you know, any age drivers really. But uh, I want to make sure that we create the environment and provide the tools so that it's not intimidating to anyone. Yeah. And it's actually, there is an actual step forward and a ladder to climb to get to where I am right now, right? Yeah. And then, and, and beyond, you know, this is my first step into a professional series. Uh, you know, hopefully I can be, you know, competing with the best in the world in other series and even, you know, faster cars or whatever, the, you know, the different series are. Um, so, you know, I want to do a you know, 24 hour Le Mans or 24 hour spa, like those iconic races or things, you know, Daytona in the States. Yeah, like, I just, yeah. I want to do those races. And obviously I know that I'm not close to being ready for that, uh, but hopefully in the next couple of years with the process and sticking with it, you know, just, you know, hopefully I'll be there and, you know, kind of setting, setting the trail and, and the pathway for other people to see that, you know, this is what's possible. Yeah. And I was where you are today two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, two years later, someone can be here mm -hmm. and, and, you know, someone that had never raced, never you know, grew up with a karting background. I only did karting a couple of weeks ago for the first time ever. No way. Yeah. And how'd you do? And so I enjoyed it. It was a good time. <laughs> you know, I went out with Jam and she beat nice. me up, but that's okay. You know, she's super fast. So. Right. And um, you, you know, you said, you know, race is family always. And you're talking about giving people real opportunities from all walks of life to come and, and have a go at racing. And you're kind of practicing what you preach, right? You're yeah. racing with a young female yeah. racing driver, Jem Hepworth. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, part of the goal that we have with the club, you know, the, the Rafa is obviously what people call me as a short name, but I didn't want it to be my name. I wanted it to yeah. be, be meaningful, right? Like not, you know, meaningful to me, but meaningful to to the community and to the business. And so we decided to, you know, call it right, Race and Family Always, which is very, um, uh, it's very exemplary of what we are all about. Yeah. Where we go, we're a big family. We're all about helping each other out um, and, and helping develop talent and, and, you know, helping people that are in need and that have the potential but don't have someone that can actually support them. Yeah. So one of the things that we're doing from a nonprofit standpoint is also supporting young drivers and, you know, choosing Jam as, as my driver, someone that has the potential, has the talent, yeah. and it was just looking for an opportunity, uh, bringing her under our wing, and, you know, she's really quick and competing with the best of them out here too. So, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier with the partner that I have. And, yeah. 
can't wait to see what we do together. It's a dream team. Now, obviously, we can hear the cars going round. You guys are racing in, in real McLarens around the real world track. But we all know that this is just the feeder series for the big event today, right. which is the sim racing series, right? Yeah. That's what we're all here for. Exactly. This is just the warm up, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, you've got a team. You've got the Gridfinder team racing uh, with the Rafa name. How are you feeling about watching your first sim racing? I'm race? excited. You know, I've, I've, Have you watched any professional sim racing before? I haven't watched any. I've seen some of the videos. I've seen some of the live streams, but I yeah. haven't watched it in person. I haven't watched a room full of people doing it. Not even any sort of gaming. Uh, and so I watched some of the some of the feed that was there from from the last one, some of the highlights and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm excited to actually go in there and see how intense it really is. And I'm sure it's just as as crazy as one of these races is. It's it, so competitive. Yeah. Last time was nuts. It was like four or five deep out the back of the arena. People trying to watch. Now I just want to say thanks because our driver right now. We're going to interview our driver later on in this podcast episode. Leon. Uh, he's racing for us today, Paul Ricard. But right now he's getting briefed up because you've offered him a space on a hot lap. So he's going around the track in a McLaren, which he's done virtually, probably literally tens of thousands of times. And you've basically just made his, his dream come true, right? Yeah, that's awesome, you know, being able to provide that opportunity. You know, us as uh, partners with the McLaren Trophy, uh, we were awarded four hot laps for every for every event that we go to. So, yeah. you know, it was great that he was happy to be here too. And it's crazy that he's been in the McLaren doing thousands of laps here. Yeah, and, and he's now about it's to real. go like experience it in real life with like a pro driver. Like it's not going to be. Yeah. You know, the hot lap. It's not. I cruise around the track. It is a full speed. Yeah. You know, all out. Probably even more so than we are, mm -hmm. because they're actually like power sliding, and <laughs> nice. you know, like making it more of an experience. So yeah, yeah. yeah it'll be pretty cool for him. Well, I was fortunate enough to do some hot laps with Jem around Kota that one time. For, uh, I think we spent 25, 30 minutes in the end smashing around it, and it was nuts. The brakes are the things that I think are the, the first thing that you notice. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you for that. Leon's going to have a great time, and we'll chat to Leon later in this episode. But, Rafa, thank you very much. Good luck in the race, and we'll see you at the, the sim racing yeah, race later on. Good luck thank you guys. It's now 30 minutes before free practice starts and I'm joined by Alex Patero, head coach at uh, Automobili Lamborghini eSports team and David Tanitza, who needs very little introduction. How are you guys doing? Uh, very well. Uh, it's a nice pleasure to be here uh, in every on-site event from SRO uh, because there is always a great organization like you see with all the rigs and uh, the, all the words behind. Um, for us, of course, it's very important to, um, to have fun in the same time and meet uh, all that people that only know in Discord or from Vocal for yeah. a lot of time during the COVID. Uh, so, yeah, it's an exceptional event uh, every time. Great. And obviously Lamborghini now supporting an esports team. You've got, you had your first uh, event. How has it been like setting up this organization? Yeah, first event, it was, uh, of course, uh, the most, uh, with the most pres more pressure because uh, we have the presentation of the team uh, with the lineup, uh, the presentation of the logo, deliveries. So it There's was, a lot uh, to do, right, in the first instance, to build it all. Yeah, we, we came in Monza two days before uh, the race. <laughs> we, have to, we have to do all these things. So, uh, yeah, but it is also um, something to be proud because I think that uh, when you start uh, that playing with a console and then you, you find yourself that you are presenting an official team uh, yeah. in, the, in this condition with all these people, I think that is a very big achievement in, in your life. So, A hundred percent, especially with such a badge as well. Lamborghini like, on your chest is a very cool badge to be, to be wearing and to be representing. Um, so. Obviously, we've got a mixture of kind of manufacturer teams, and then there's a couple of like privateer teams, some of the esports teams. Do, do you think that's a good thing? Do you think it's good to have the manufacturers racing with kind of like the esports brands together? 
Uh, yeah, also because uh, not only for the esports, I think that is also important because there is a real contact between uh, the real car and the real drivers, yeah. and the real team, and uh, our team, because uh, we support also the real driver for the sim race. So um, I, I, I'm, I think that uh, we like, La we, I can speak like Lamborghini, of course, not for all the brands, yeah. but uh, uh, in our side, the automobile Lamborghini is doing a very good job with us, uh, is uh, listening every time what we need, what is, we could improve. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the most beautiful part when, when you dream like child to be on track every week <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you find that uh, you speak like friend with uh, the real driver of the Iron Lynx or other team, that is really, really cool. It is kind of a dream come true, isn't yeah. it? I get that impression from a lot of the sim racers here that they feel like they're very much being involved in the paddock. Okay, David. So you've been in loads of esports paddocks now. You've raced for different teams. How does it feel being in the SRO paddock specifically amongst all the other racing that's happening, being physically located within the paddock and racing for Lamborghini? Well, it's very nice because uh, one, the paddock that I liked a lot was the, um, I don't know if I, if I remember correctly, was yeah, the Formula Regional, which uh, usually was held in uh, different tracks sometimes than, uh, than the Formula One. It's very nice because it's always open. You mm. can see, you can meet drivers. And here in the GT paddock, it's kind of the same because yeah. you can see a lot of drivers uh, passing by. We have the arena here with the real drivers. And uh, I think it's one of the best paddocks that you can get because uh, you come here, the, the prices are not insanely high. So everyone can, can come here. It's very accessible and it's very nice to stay like with cars, drivers. Mm. You can meet literally everyone here. Yeah, it has been great being able to get in and amongst like the garages and see the cars coming in and out. And like, you know, when they break down on track, they get towed through the crowd. Well, the crowd have to move apart to allow this like this poor stranded GT3 car to come through. Now, the interesting thing about the racing being here is that it's really blending sim racing and real by putting the sim racing racing here at the paddock during the, the live weekend. And now you've kind of embodied that link between racing and sim racing because you were just commentating on the real race, right? Yeah, I was commenting the Super Trofeo race with uh, my dear friend uh, Ivan, and uh, it's it's very it's very interesting uh, in my opinion because first of all uh, we are giving the they are giving us the chance to race in a real paddock as well, so we can let's say feel like involved in this uh, in this world. Of course, we are not in the real cars uh, out there on the real track, but uh, it's something you know. And uh, also, it's it's also very fun to have the real drivers competing on the sims. Uh, of course, what people usually don't see is that these real drivers, most of them, they rely on the on their actual team. So we have the Lamborghini drivers uh, training with us. Yeah. Uh, we are trying to help them to achieve the results. Yes, they send Mitchell finished in P2. Yeah. yeah so yeah. another very P1, right? Nearly P1. <laughs> if it wasn't and, uh, for the pesky well, curb. <laughs> he he was battling for P1 literally yeah, almost yeah. for the entire race, but. Uh, it's very interesting that we can also come here and help the real drivers with the, with the simulators. We can offer them our help and uh, it's also interesting to see them race because, uh, you know, it's something that you usually don't see mm. often, like a, a real driver competing against a real driver on a simulator. Yeah. It's yeah, something, yeah. Uh, you know, that you usually don't see and it's, and it's fun to watch. And what's, what has their, um, their feedback been like? So as real drivers, having to essentially having to come and learn how to sim race in order to score points right what's been their feedback about the experience about the rake craft about the feel of it 
Well, most of them, I think they are excited to, to do this competition. First of all, because they, they can achieve points for the, for mm. the actual championship. And uh, the young ones, especially, they like the simulators. They already try. They already have a simulator at home, so it's uh, something uh, that they like, of course. Yeah. And uh, well, another thing is, of course, the prize pool. So drivers that come here, like they don't just race on the real track. They just also come here to earn money. Let's say. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's something that the drivers, of course, like. Everyone likes money. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but in the training side, for example. Um, our drivers, they they like the sim. We have, for example, Jordan Pepper. He doesn't have a simulator at home, yeah. but still uh, he tries to get our help, and uh, he knows he can do well. He did well in Monza, so of course we, we try to to offer them our help. They are happy. Most of them, I don't know the other team, but I can say our drivers are happy to to yeah. race here. Great. So now let's talk about your performance then. So last race, going into this race, how, how are you feeling about Paul Ricard versus Monza? Obviously Monza feels like a bit of a home track for you guys. Maybe you're away from that pressure now. How are you feeling about the race tonight? Uh, well, to me, you know that going, uh, going abroad for a race, it's better than actually staying in, uh, uh, in my okay. country. Uh, it's mainly because I like to, to, to have a lot of uh, you know, trips, to journeys. Like, I, I don't like to stay like, in Italy. I, I love yeah. the country, but uh, I like to go somewhere else to, to race. So for me, it's more special to stay here in France or next time in Spa. Uh, but uh, when it comes to, to, to be in the simulator and race, it doesn't change anything for me. Uh, in Monza, we saw that um, we were the second fastest car. Uh, we qualified, if I remember correctly, P7 or P6. Uh, unfortunately, due to a contact, uh, uh, my race was literally over uh, yeah. after the first couple of laps, but we had the pace. Uh, during the sprint race here in Porica that happened uh, some uh, few days ago, uh, our car was very strong. Uh, I managed to get a P2 on the qualifying. Uh, I was P1, then uh, an unfortunate accident put me on, on P4, but uh, something has changed since then, uh, the BOP changed. Yeah. So we, we need to wait to get on track to see the the actual performances to, mm. to, to say where we are. It is interesting that kind of element of variability that is introduced into SRO esports through the BOP changing in the same way that like people can unlock in the real world, people can unlock time by doing certain things with their cars, adjustments, setups, etc. You kind of get that here because the BOP is always changing. So there's always that element of variability between the cars throughout the races. But I guess you have to somehow prepare for that. Yes, of course, especially for the first event because there was a huge update on the simulator yeah. that uh, we are using. It was like the week before, or two weeks before exactly. or something, wasn't it? Yeah. So we all had to adapt. Uh, we had a completely different tire model, completely different cars because, of course, the new Lamborghini came out. Also, other brands, uh, other new cars mm -hmm. came out. So, you know, we, we didn't have to, that much of a time to, to try. Now we had more time, uh, but it's, it's tricky because uh, every time the BOP changes, uh, of course, the organization tries to balance uh, every car, looking also at the races. For example, yeah. we have the sprint race before every on-site event, except for Monza, that was before. And this helped the organizers to have a more fair and balanced competition. But uh, in our side from drivers, it's uh, very tricky because in our case, for example, Lamborghini uh, hasn't received any change from the sprint race to the on-site race that yeah. will be tonight. Other cars have been changed, some mm. have, the, have been improved, some have been nerfed. Yeah. So for these drivers, for these cars, it's more tricky because of course they have to adapt to a new car. 
And even if it's a faster car, a faster car, they still have to adapt to how the car handles now. So even if they will achieve better lap times, they can, they might have to change the setup, or they might have to change the drive styles also. Well, it keeps it interesting for those of us watching. Um, so tonight, any predictions? Well, hopefully, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything because uh, <laughs> might bring bad luck for me. But uh, let's say we will be aiming for the podium at least. That's okay. the minimum. At least a podium. At least a podium. <laughs> nothing, I don't know nothing about you, less but, than uh, a podium. <laughs> I just want a podium because after all the, the race in Monza, uh, I and after looking at the race, also the sprint race, I can say that a podium uh, must be at the minimum result. Great. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to watching and good luck. Um, with the race and obviously good luck with the rest of the series and we'll see you throughout the series. Great, thank you. So here we are, we're still at Paul Ricard. I hope you can still hear me. The GT3 cars are banging down laps behind us. The sim racing race hasn't happened yet. That will be happening in about two hours time. But the McLaren Trophy Series race, one of the weekend, has just finished and Jem, teammate of Rafa and friend of Gridfinder, just brought it home P2 in your P2. first race. P2. Honestly, the emotions, Tom, are just all over the place. I mean, the race itself was emotions going everywhere, like with the beginning and the um, guy that was stationary and Rafa had to literally like stop and then go around him back right. to the back and then go through, you know, go through the paddock. He pulled off the best, the best in ever. I mean, his, his racing's just, his racing's craft has just been shown in that one stint and it's yeah. just incredible. And then he passed the car over to me, and it, it, it was just bloody awesome. It was in P3, managed to keep it in P3 with a, a, a bit of a panic at the end with a little uh, power issue, yeah. but managed to keep it there, um, and comms issue as well. But so, so, so happy, and yeah, it, it's deserved. I've got it in its little um, Nice, you're little already case. protecting it. Yeah, like, I'm keeping it safe. It's actually really heavy. Is it? Yeah, good. That's a sign of, it. It's a sign of quality, that. Oh my God, it really is. That's like a doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, foot weight. Yeah, um, amazing. So I was speaking to your uh, mum and dad earlier, and they said something very interesting. They said they reckon that for this race, you're the most prepared you've ever been. Like, talk us about the preparations you've done for this race. My God, yeah. The, I have never, ever been this prepped my life in a race. I know this car so well. Never had that feeling before going into a race weekend. Um, obviously, we've been doing lots of sim work. Yeah. It's helped a lot. Yeah. Um, and just being in the car, we've been to all the all the rounds on the calendar, and we've tested at least two days at each of them. And it's just really been able to like pull off my driving skills to yeah. the to the T. And there's still more coming. There's still more in me, and I think that's the best feeling ever. And it, I mean, going out there today, I, I'm literally still learning and going quicker and quicker and quicker. Right. And so I, throughout the whole stint, you were getting faster and faster. Yeah, yeah. Until the little issue at the end. But even yeah, in yeah. sector one, sector two, I was like, right, I've really got to push now because I'm sacrificing sector three. So I was trying to, you know, get those half a seconds up in sector one and sector two and make up for that issue. Yeah. But yeah, never been so prepped. And that's all thanks to Rafa. So. Yeah, I mean, the Rafa Racing Club concept is very, very cool. We were talking earlier yeah. about like the sim rigs that they want to put in there yep. and the amount of track time that people will get. And it, yeah, it's, it is absolutely nuts. But like, talk about this year. Like, 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 what the hell? Like, you are looking through your social media like every other weekend. You're like, oh, I'm at Barcelona testing. I'm at Nürburgring testing. Yeah. So a few laps here, a few laps there. Like, this is this is nuts. This is like a like an aspiring racing driver's dream, right? Yeah, it's a dream come true, 100%. I mean, I'm literally living my, I'm doing my dream job now. I'm out, you know, like you said, every every other weekend in the car, 
most prepped than I've ever been. I'm at these amazing tracks. I mean, Port Ricard is This is beautiful, is just right? Incredible. I've never been before, and I'm very surprised. Port Ricard was not the one colors. of my favorite. No, I know, right? I know. But now I'm here, I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice. I know, <laughs> the colors, it's a beautiful track. I mean, sector free, it's difficult, it's yeah, long, yeah. but you know, as a, as a driver, it's really nice to fill the car and, you know, overcome those, those difficult corners, but yeah, it, I am living the dream right now, and I just can't wait to do the rest of the rounds. Next round, Spa. Well, hang on, you got a race tomorrow. I got another race tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're only halfway through. It's not done yet. I'm not even got my pizza. You're already planning cocktails on the roof, aren't yeah, you? You've yeah. got a race tomorrow, Jem. Yeah, I know. Um, another race tomorrow, and another thing. What's nice about the result today is kind of takes the, you know, the the pressure off tomorrow. Yeah. We can go out and just get the best result out of us ever. I think I think there's definitely a first again. You know, maybe a second again on on the cards for sure. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to, to going out tomorrow, starting the race as well. Exciting. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully yeah. all going yeah, well. Yeah, wits about you. Like like cause we were saying this when it happened, right? We're like usually like on a race start, it's like left, right, yeah. mirrors. Oh my God, what's happening? Like you don't tend to think too much about going ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, you really don't. You're looking around. You're like, what the hell's going on? Um, but we'll see. We'll see how qualifying goes in the morning, and hopefully we get a good position. And yeah, basically repeat today, but if not, better. Great. Well, Jem, it's great to see you again. It's great to have you on the show again. Yes, and good I know luck we're back. tomorrow. We'll be here. We'll be watching. You're gonna smash it. Thank you so much, John. Cheers. Thank oh. you. Good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you again. <laughs> okay, so, final day at round two of the SRO Esports Series at Paul yeah. Ricard. You had the race yesterday. We're on the the grid right now, just waiting for Rafa's uh, McLaren to come round for the McLaren Trophy. But Leon, how was yesterday for you? Uh, I think it could go pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was still an experience, and I saw every time checking the pace from the top group that pace-wise I'm absolutely there. So my confidence is stronger than ever. I knew the race had his uh, big hiccups <laughs> and problems, but uh, coming back stronger for the next one and staying with my top five wanting uh, position for this year, Yeah, so, at least in one race. Yeah, no, I mean, I love that like attitude. So obviously you kind of predicted like a top five. It didn't go our way and ended up being tw uh, P. 23 but obviously that was due to an incident that wasn't your fault in the in the first lap obviously the driver that instigated that incident <laughs> got a 15 second penalty which which doesn't help us of course but so yeah no it's nice to it's nice to get that confidence you've been here once right you've got that experience now and you know that you're on the pace and these drivers it's the, it's the fastest 24 drivers on ACC theoretically in the world and you're up there in the pace of the top half so there's a lot of positives to take away from yes, the session right absolutely from from the beginning through uh, through everything how it's set up how the organization works uh, next time i i know all of that i don't need to care in the sense of what's happening next anymore and can fully have my mind on the racing aspect and not need to look out for the uh, around